0: Welcome back to the Harm Slayer Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Jordan. And today, we have a tiny floating mug that just showed up on the table. And also, our first ever guest on Harm Slayer, Isaac White. This room is too small. And he was under the table this whole time. Who knew? (laughs) Every all
1: ten other episodes,
0: he was just (laughs) down there. Isaac is our... Uh, DP at big forest, our production company and also our dear friend, (laughs) (laughs) he's been, he's been a friend of ours for a long time. And Isaac being held here against my will. I was going to say, tell everyone a little bit about (laughs) yourself. Uh, That's all you need to know. He's held here against his will. While you're at it, tell uh, tell everybody a little bit more about yourself.
2: Well, I started in engineering, um, was going to be doing uh, metallurgical engineering at uh, Missouri of Science and Technology, and then got bored with the calculations and sitting down all the time and found that I was spending all my time in film and photo. So, ended up doing more of that, found myself in your guys' company more often, and now I'm stuck with you. Yep.
1: Stuck is right. Stuck. There's your peep behind the curtain, everyone. Fun fact about Isaac. When we were in high school, Isaac was the one that designed, because we des- we decided we wanted to build a camera jib, like this crane to oh, use yeah. so we could get more aerial photography. Aerial. <laughs> aerial is a very generous term. Seven foot up. Yeah, oh, more Maybe eight. eight. Eight foot, yeah. I think. I think it was pretty tall. Isaac, you designed it. I'm trying
2: to remember. Uh, it was a 13-foot board, but it could only get like a... Uh, 60 degree angle, I think? Yeah. Well, I, think so, so, like, so, yeah I think it was 11. like 11. I think it was like 8 or 9 feet.
1: We'll, yeah. we'll break it out one of these days. It's in my garage. We'll break it out. We'll see what it can do. <laughs> we had to do
2: repairs on it like, what, three years ago? Because yeah. the wood was warping? Yeah. yeah. That's why see, they don't that's... make cranes out of wood, folks. Yep.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Isaac here designed it. He designed the jib. And then we all went to Home Depot. And we bought it. And we assembled it over two days. <laughs> and we used it quite a bit. That, that wasn't like one day after
2: another it was we stayed up all night over two different days yep. yeah his dad had this
1: like woodworking <laughs> i think dream. it was
2: good friday weekend Actually,
1: <laughs> it was it was because
0: i'm pretty sure if you look back at those like photos on facebook like i showed up after church yep and you were in like a like slacks and yeah like, a black i was with my family i had like a black shirt on and, like slacks and i was like hey guys we're we building a gym and you're like, yeah, we're
2: cutting wood. <laughs> the only thing I remember from like that entire thing is there's a photo of I think you or Rob online. No, Jacob. Is it Jacob? Yeah. To where like he's punctured a. Oh no, that's me. That's uh, so you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, like you punctured a doctor, Pe- doctor Pepper can as if you were like shotgunning like yes. a beer.
0: <laughs> it was an accident. Uh, I can't remember what happened. It Was a drill bit. It was with a drill bit. Yeah. You I don't just know like, how that. It. I didn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. All I know is that somehow the can was very very carbonated, got hit by a drill bit. And then started spraying a very fine little oh. like, tinkle of Doctor Pepper. That's right. And I was like, "Well, I can't. I can't let this caffeine go to waste." So I just, so just drank it. Just Jacob spraying into my mouth.
1: Wasn't Jacob there that night? It was really this was all on Isaac's and parents. Basically. Don't forget, we also had Isaac had drawn up plans for a dolly. And that just never worked.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We, oh, that, yeah, because that's the one that we were going to do with, like, PVC pipe. and Yeah, and mm-hmm. the skateboard
0: wheels. We, and... it, yeah. it partially worked, but we couldn't. It wasn't smooth enough. For it our wasn't. Sta- our
2: super high standards. <laughs> to this day, those skateboard wheels are still in my parents' garage.
1: <laughs> so are you saying we should finish the project? No. This is like finding Dennis. <laughs> we just... <laughs> just add it to the board. Add it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should do just like put a whole bunch of chalk or chalk paint chalkboard paint yeah blackboard paint whiteboard paint whatever that's blackboard paint blackboard you know, paint like put I'm it on the a, walls not it's not a bad idea and then you can get like the sound of like the scratching against yeah. it just yeah. a real oh I
1: was like, ah! <laughs> and then we'll just put a
2: curtain there and put sound paneling on it
0: and there and not even worry about it. The walls. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Stop (laughs) starving.
2: We should have gotten water for you. What's wrong with
1: you, Rick? (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, oh. (laughs) I do know. We're talking about suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. It's one of those cinema buzzwords that a lot of
0: people have heard. Yes. Pretend they know what it means, and we're just gonna
2: Pretend we know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like I honestly I, I I was telling you about this in the car on the way over here. Like it's an interesting question because suspension disbelief doesn't require that the movie has to be good. It just requires that it you kind of get pulled into it. Yeah. It has to be
1: convincing. Yeah.
2: Right. It's actually funny, to that point. People say it all the time, like, ah, that wasn't that good of a
0: movie because it didn't have good suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But like, while that might have been true, that's not always the incriminating factor mm-hmm. of a bad movie. Right, but a movie could be awful in terms of like a film, like how it's made. Mm-hmm. Which like I guess we can story. make that distinction. We've made this distinction for a long time as friends because we all went to school together as cinema majors. I, like Isaac said, he started out as an engineering major. Yeah, that's right. Sure then that switched happened. over to <laughs> cinema. I don't know. We're glad to have you on our side. Of the, <laughs> yeah. On our side of the creative. Are fans. you talking about the two
2: different lists of that? Of like, it's you have the entertaining movies, the, yeah, and there's, there's also either, good films. Mm-hmm, there's y-
0: a movie, and there's a, there's a good movie, and there's a good film. One is, I I use a lot of food analogies, but one is nourishing,
2: <laughs> and one tastes good. One's a plate of fries and some dripping hot wings. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. And the other one is a well balanced breakfast. Yeah,
0: or yeah, like no, no, a no,
1: steak dinner. Sure. A I balanced mean, sure. dinner. Yeah. A balanced steak dinner.
0: So bone
1: marrow. I'll make this. Oh, man. I'll make this. <laughs> that that I'm gonna. Going.
0: I'm gonna try not to talk about Marvel very much because Endgame just came out <gasps> at the time of this recording, and Isaac and I have seen it, and Chris mm-hmm. has not, and also I know a lot of people listening probably haven't seen it yet. Um, Marvel movies to me, everyone to me. Okay, <laughs> this is my opinion. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Marvel movies. When I walk into the theater. If I walk in expecting a flame filet mignon and, like, a well-balanced meal, I will be disappointed. So disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But if I walk I in totally expecting, agree. like, a, the best darn Snickers bar I've ever eaten.
1: <laughs> the you best plate of nachos. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's
2: something you don't want to, like, watch a second time immediately, as, immediately after it's over. But you're going to enjoy it when it's over. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy the... it as a
0: delicious midnight snack from time to time. But... But, you know, also you can't mix the two. You yeah. can't say, like, well, this movie was a really delicious steak with Snickers just, like, sprinkled <laughs> on top. Like, oh. you got to know what you're getting into. And if you go in knowing what you're going to get, then it's great. That's how I felt about Endgame. That's so all I'm going to say. Oh. It was a delicious
1: Snickers bar. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. But Well, isn't it how Scotty always says you should prepare your, the perfect steak? It's a steak and then a Cadbury egg on top. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Scotty, if you're out there listening, my wife will kill you if you make That's something like uh, that for her. First you take your That's a shared roommate. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, wow. Kayla already went to American Eagle. That was fast. Um, <laughs> They're open this early? I think she ordered online. She oh, shopped at American, American Eagle? She's, got, she's buying me jeans. So Trendy oh, no. in 2000. <laughs> I do not buy my own jeans anymore oh, because said, my wait, wife's wait, wait. family is so much better at guessing my size than I am. <laughs> I can't even
1: Hang guess on. my own size. I, I put wanna...
2: pants on and my butt sticks out <laughs> completely.
1: Forward. I want to know.
0: I want to know why you have to get new jeans today.
2: <laughs> Do I have to tell the story? No, I, don't know. I squatted down like a crab and my pants ripped. <laughs> in the bonus
0: content of this episode, in our I'm doing air quotes right now pre-production.
1: Meaning. <laughs> Isaac ripped his pants. Because he squatted down like a doofus
2: <laughs> Squatting down like Zoidberg. Okay. To be fair. It, it was. The position funny.
0: he was in would have ripped anyone's
2: pants. <laughs> it just helps that these already had a little bit of a rip in them, and my wife's been telling me to replace them oh. for probably about three weeks. Okay.
0: Alright. Anyway, yeah, back to what Isaac was saying. It doesn't have to be a good movie to suspend your disbelief well, but we should probably backtrack and talk about. What the suspension of disbelief actually is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, do we want to have our guest put him on the spot? Do you want to tell us what suspension of disbelief is? Ooh. Ooh.
0: I like this. What's suspension (laughs) of disbelief to you, Isaac? If you get
2: it wrong, they're (laughs) (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) go. I would say that suspension of disbelief is the point in which any piece of media to where you start evaluating the media by its own rules and not by your own. I like that. I like that a lot. Because I, I keep thinking back to twelve, twelve, twelve—the summer blockbuster hit oh, back in college. The yeah. winter blockbuster hit. <laughs> the winter blockbuster <laughs> hit, filmed oh, cool. in less than a week.
0: Spring Break, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh. that's how. In, in, in which yeah. our film professor was really frustrated because he found that he wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't uh, like, like criti- he wasn't critiquing the film. <laughs> By standard of, is this a good movie or not? But he was critiquing it by the standards of the that, film itself.
0: That is an excellent comparison. That is. An excellent comparison <laughs> that or is. example. I wouldn't and have thought of that. The it. movie that Isaac is referencing here. Oh, it's listener.
2: online at youtube.com. No, it's not. It's, it's on, on Vimeo. www.vimeo.com.
0: W- w- that, <laughs> that would be uh, <laughs> slash
2: Towerview
0: Productions, I believe. This movie Isaac is referencing to is <laughs> how... We spent our spring break <laughs> as film students. We Freshman, decided to make how, a
2: how you guys spent your spring break and dragged me into it yes. <laughs> on three different
0: things. Oh, days. yeah. Isaac's the villain in the movie. Chris oh, and gosh. I shot it and yeah. directed yeah. Why it. Why did I reference this?
2: Uh, a, like, anyway, terrible, terrible it's a feature-long thing. film.
0: Check it out if you want. But that is a great example you just made, and I'm glad you brought it up, that our professor, you're right, started judging the movie within its own parameters because... It suspended his disbelief. He was watching the movie, and shocking. I will um, say that Ben Shali, you said uh, <laughs> you also up. said it was better than a lot of capstones you've seen. He did, and I will never forget that because that movie is awful. <laughs> it is so bad. Hey, to what?
1: our very limited credit, I would say that we made it freshman year.
0: We did, and we had we only had like you and I had one film class. Isaac was still
2: metallurgical engineering.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: he (laughs) wasn't even like a film major. No,
2: I I think I think it might have been uh, interactive media web design at that point. I, I think, changed majors twice. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh my god. So gosh. I was starting to get creative stuff, you but right I hadn't quite that. committed to the dark side because I thought, <laughs> the this will side. never make money. Well, <laughs> little did I know I was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your
1: fears uh, are true. were true.
2: we are poor. Anyway. <laughs> we're um, poor. The movie itself
0: is, it's shot pretty shabby. The <laughs> sound design is pretty bad. The story is meh. Like, so much about it is not that great. So if you were to look at it from far away and use our judging... Like scheme that we mentioned earlier, it would be a bad film. Right. But what we found after we packed out the theater at its screening is that it was an entertaining movie. It was right. a tasty Snickers bar, but not a steak by any stretch of the imagination. But what made it so tasty was that our professor said he was judging the movie within its own parameters, as in he wasn't judging it based on the bad camera work and the bad audio work. He was judging it based on the rules that the story had built within itself, like the plot. He was judging on the plot points, and that's what sucked wow. him in. and he was judging, like, yeah, but does that make sense with this character? And, can mm-hmm. and you know, it was more like he was invested in the characters, and he was like,
1: is that something Philip would do? Yeah, like, I was going to say, <laughs> Philip, yeah, remember he, made, he made that comment about whenever he runs from the house, when Philip runs from the house, he's like, I started wondering, why would he trust Peter on the phone? Peter was the character that I played. Phil, we're all counting on you. And face it, you have nothing left to do. But to trust me. Who's we? Who are you people? It's like why would he trust Peter on the phone? And he thought he goes, yeah, but it does kind of make sense because you know he's already on the run. Look, I know you have a lot of questions: why your father is dead, your mom's note, Freddy's sacrifice. I'll explain everything when you get here. But right now you need to ditch that phone and even go. I'll be waiting. Why am I analyzing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got frustrated. But the thing is,
0: the movie suspended a disbelief it. for him. He didn't have to work for it. <clears throat> Which is where I will, I guess, segue into my answer to our first question of what suspension of disbelief is, is to me. I think it is a film's ability to take any doubts you have about like the physics of the film or the realisticness of what can happen within the film's... like three walls it's that <laughs> film's ability to uh take all that disbelief of yours and just like hang it up like a coat at the door mm. as you yeah. enter the theater you walk into someone's house and they take your coat for you you take off your shoes and you get comfy that's a movie that suspends your disbelief well okay a poor movie won't take your coat for you won't take your shoes and won't offer you a drink and you're still, like, dressed with your coat and your shoes and you're all muddy from the rain and you're ready to leave because you're not oh. comfortable. I think a film's ability to be to suspend your disbelief is directly related to how comfortable you are sitting through
2: the whole movie. I, I once heard that uh, an audience will always give you, like, one coincidence – They'll give you the it, mm-hmm. you can use it's it's strategic where you can use it and some uh, granted like for some movies like a lot of superhero movies you get kind of two of them except yeah. you you're going into a superhero film mm-hmm. but then within the film they'll accept one really big coincidence so yeah. like uh, for instance uh, Spider Man Homecoming no that was the first one yeah that was, far, that was Homecoming. those Homecoming the most recent one uh, the one that's actually out spoiler alert
1: yeah Homecoming yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah and in Homecoming like the the fact that Peter's dating. The daughter of the villain of the film, Michael Keaton's daughter. Michael Keaton, it, it's kind of like a strategic use of that uh, coincidence. coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I, it was like nice. It was a nice coincidence. Yeah. It's, I was surprised. Defi- it defi- genuinely
1: caught me off guard. I didn't call it. I saw that and I was like,
2: mm. yeah, but you accepted it though. They did it. They did. It. Yeah. yeah like, it
1: worked. Yeah. I smiled. I didn't go, mm-hmm. uh,
2: what? It you also what you, explained yeah. the giant house. <laughs> so, like, yeah. You yeah. right. know what you
0: didn't say though? You didn't say, like, I don't believe that. Yeah, no. Because your disbelief was suspended at that point, well exactly. enough, and it was you, still suspended. Yeah, that's a good point you make <clears throat> about superhero movies because I think the first gimme, the first like coincidence, is that it is a superhero movie. Like you said, mm. you have to accept that first. Because if you if you don't allow yourself, if you don't allow yourself that, you're just going to be upset. Yeah, the whole well, time. and beyond that too, Cause, like, like people can't shoot webs and swing around. Yeah, sorry, Chris, <laughs> it's, it's not real. What? To, what? We we meant, McGuire did. We meant to break this to you at a at a different time, but it's coming out now.
2: <laughs> have, have you noticed that at the end of like the superhero films at the very very end they have to, and they it's really any like fictitious film, but they have to put this was a fictitious like chain of events. Yeah. No. Yes. So they stupid. actually they have that, it at the end of Endgame too. It's like the characters. Who and invented the events that happen. rule? America. Lawyers.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some kid is like, well. Tom Holland can do it. (laughs) I'm basically him. I'm going to start shooting arrows like Hawkeye.
1: Hawkeye is pretty
2: badass, though. Yeah. Chris, what's your perspective on this?
1: What's suspension of disbelief to you? So for me, suspension of disbelief, and I've gotten flack on this opinion, so it is just my opinion, but I believe it is an economy of doubt tokens. It's like you have this little bag of doubt tokens... And you have like this little reservoir of them. You just have a little amount, and the film will give you chances to not have to cash those in. They'll be like, "Hey, here's dinosaurs on this island, Jurassic Park. There's dinosaurs on this island," and I go, "Dinosaurs are extinct, but we genetically, you know, built them from the ground up. We cloned them." I'm like, put my t- my token back away. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. you
0: don't have to spend fine. a doubt token. I don't on that. have to spend this.
1: <laughs> And basically, whenever a film is ruined for me is when I run out of doubt tokens. Okay. So that kind of requires
2: some sort of exposition in some way. Maybe not verbal, but it requires some sort of explanation. Yeah, some... visual or... or... Yeah, but, but sometimes that explanation given is not... stupid, <laughs> I'm Not necessarily stupid, but... Forced. Yeah, it feels forced.
1: So then the doubt token still gets taken yeah. out. Of... I've also got kind a question
0: for, for you. Sure. Like, how do you determine how many doubt tokens you have right off the bat? Is it different for every movie that's a good question. It's I don't probably know a how different for each person. I'll tell you what. I don't yeah, know how many I. Person. I
1: don't know how many I have. I just know when I'm out. I got
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have that feeling.
1: I'm like, I, yeah, it's like yeah. when you get to the bottom. I'm of, very like... Very poor on doubt tokens. <laughs> I, yeah, I am, Isaac has three. I think I, I have, think I have
0: two. I think I have two, and a half, maybe one and a half. But that's just because we've like... all been jaded in the film industry. <laughs> but, yeah, we we've, we've been in um, it too
1: long. It's like okay. Here's another example about when my doubt tokens would get thrown out. It's like if you walked into, like, this barn and all the woodwork and structuring is exposed and I see one beam that's just shooting out into the middle and goes nowhere. And I'm like, what's that all about? What's that thing for? And then they're like, oh... It's load-bearing. It's It's supporting the roof.
0: And you're like, but it's not. It's not attached to anything. So then, yeah, like I throw a
1: rope around it and I'm like, well, can I swing on this? And they're like, sure. And I do. And it like makes part of the roof fall. I'm like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-mm. That doesn't work at all. (laughs) That's pretty, I like that. (laughs) I had a discussion with someone one time who will remain nameless. And I was saying, yeah, that film really stretched my suspension of disbelief. And he goes, can you really stretch your suspension of disbelief? Yes. or do you have it or you don't have it he was very black and white like there was no gray like mm-hmm. either you do suspend it or you don't which I totally obviously disagree with I think you you can stretch I, it
2: I would agree with you on that because there are definitely films that I've gone into with way less to use your own terminology doubt tokens mm. part of that's due to probably the marketing that they used for it mm. but Ooh, even like um, yes Napoleon Dynamite go on <laughs> I agree I, I, I already agree so first of all little backstory: when I first heard of that film I did not know anything about it and the only Napoleon I knew was Bonaparte was Napoleon Bonaparte oh my gosh are you serious I didn't know anything about
0: the movie either and and I saw so it in theaters I,
2: I remember specifically when I, my brother was telling me about this movie he was going to see Napoleon Dynamite I'm like what does
1: Dynamite <laughs> have to do with Napoleon Bonaparte <laughs> hey just a really small loop on that Back in I don't even know like 2005 or four maybe there was this movie that came out about Martin Luther, oh Luther, Luther, yeah it's called Luther. Really? Exactly. Good film, by the, way. the only Luther I was really aware of at that time was Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> so wait, how to, to be fair they have the same was, name. I was young. Yeah, they do. I, was, I was young. I was young and I wasn't really into history like I am now. Right. You know and. Mm-hmm. but anyway, I went to go see the movie and I don't know why my mom didn't like prep us before. Like, okay, this is what the movie's about. <laughs> this is about the Protestant Reformation. This not is about, about, not about civil rights. Right. <laughs> I thought, I kept imagining it was going to be about like civil rights movement and then like it opens up and like, I'm like 20 minutes into the film. And about and like, 500 years off. Yeah, I get up I go, <laughs> and go, and I'm like, where, what is this?
2: <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty great. For Napoleon Dynamite, I, I think when I w- went into that movie, I mean, I went in, I mean, watched it on, my computer because it had been long since released before I actually oh, saw okay, it. Okay,
0: okay. I didn't um, know you saw it later on. I,
2: I had not seen any trailers. I hadn't seen any like promotional material. I knew nothing about the film going into it. I just noticed the name, and then something clicked in my head of like I should watch that. But then also being very confused because like that guy doesn't look like anything like a part of art. <laughs> like I, I don't like I, I don't know if I can really point to a specific point within that film. I just know that watching it, I completely left any sense of like this is a stupid movie behind which i know that like my father in law wouldn't agree with he thinks it's very stupid i love stupid. that movie i think everyone in this room loves that movie oh yeah How and there's no not? reason we should though yeah there but is I, but i like what i mean like logically though <laughs> <laughs> like from a storytelling standpoint because why all... should we love that movie because napoleon has a heart of
1: gold you're not wrong he's 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 a doofus <laughs> to the core but he's genuine. I think he has a heart of tater tots. He's Gold, got a pocket man, full of tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon, give me some of your tots. No, go find your own. Come on, give me some of your tots. No, I'm freaking starved. I didn't get to eat anything today. <clears throat> God. Gross. I don't know. We could talk about Napoleon for a long time. I'm trying I'm, I'm to try- <laughs> there's, there's You're a saying that it th-
2: suspended th- your your disbelief. Well. Yeah, because I, I, I think by the end of the movie, I genuinely cared about these characters that honestly had almost nothing admirable about them. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know what happened to Uncle Rico. Yeah, we all did. I mean, mostly because I kind of wanted him to be punched in the nuts a couple of times. Well, he's, You got your
1: wish a little. <laughs> I know. Oh, Starla. <laughs> Starla.
2: <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good example. Uh, you know what? I, now that I think about it, I think the, the moment that has been my disbelief was the moment when... I believed that, uh, oh, what's Napoleon's brother's name? Kip. Kip. Was the moment that Kip ordered a time machine and genuinely thought it was going to work. Because I think any <laughs> yes. other, I think any other, I think any other character was that would have put me off.
1: No, that was, oh, he, he bought it, but Uncle Rico was trying to get it to go back to 1989. Well, yeah, but like Kip
2: still, built, Kip still thought it was going to work.
1: Yeah, he was watching like, yeah. yeah, it's working. Don't forget the power crystal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my god! So
0: are you ready? Yeah, hold on. I forgot to put in the crystals.
2: Okay, turn it on. Yeah, (laughs) that is true. I believed their belief. Yeah, but like, and as stupid as it sounds, but that's kind of Mm -hmm. what I'm getting at. It's like I started judging based off of what they had set for Mm -hmm. in that world. It's like these characters probably aren't the brightest. Would you say that that movie's lack of
0: like very tangible exposition set you up with a very full jar of doubt tokens?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, so you to were, use Chris's stupid analogy, you were ready. You were ready to start chucking tokens, and then you didn't have to use any of them. I have a large, yeah. bountiful storehouse of doubt tokens for that for that film. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think my wife can
2: attest to like any movie we watch. No matter how much I enjoy it, I will immediately tell her what I didn't like about it. Yeah, I think that comes with being a freaking film major. Yeah. Bless our wives. And it's not just like a pains I don't like. Like it's things that I will look at and go, that doesn't make sense for the story. That doesn't that, that wasn't a good choice Agreed. wise. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, even it's, if I
0: don't have a better alternative, it's like you said, I don't know how many DAO tokens I have, but I know when I'm out. I and know when I ran I out. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like, to use the coat analogy, like, I was not comfortable. You know, I wasn't right. like like a film where you have to work to suspend your disbelief is where I want to go back to what you were talking about, Chris, with stretching your suspension of mm-hmm. disbelief. Yeah, I don't know if I feel the same way. I don't know if that. I don't know if you can stretch it so much as it is a painstaking process of putting it on and off throughout yes. the movie. Because mm-hmm. I think that some movies, like. I might start out with my disbelief suspended, which I try to walk into the theater with it suspended already. Like I really try to give movies the benefit of the doubt these days because I know I'm gonna accidentally rip it apart. Like you were saying, right. like,
2: I'm trying to actively do that too. It's it's hard yeah, to separate. It's it. hard. It's
0: really hard to look well, at things through a professional lens, but also as a, as a consumer lens. Mm-hmm. But walking in, say that I'm it's a good day, and I have my consumer lens on. My disbelief is already suspended, <laughs> and. I'm doing fine, but then the movie rips, like like rips the coat out of my hands and like puts it back on me, like get get out, you know, like no, and I'm uncomfortable again. But then it might ease me back in, but then I might get broken out of it again, you know. Like a good example of that would be like the Uncanny Valley.
2: Not um, to throw out another term, but or playing at your friend's house when their mom suddenly starts yelling at them for something. I think that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a ripping up of suspension. Of the yes, movie. <laughs> the movie's mom, aka the writer, is like. <laughs>
0: Isaac! <laughs> That's not what your mom sounds like.
1: Sound like Isaac, didn't you talking. didn't take the trash out! And I'm like, oh,
0: we were playing Halo, and you're like, shut up, Mom!
2: Mom! <laughs>
1: <laughs> classic white scenario. It's you know? yeah. your last name, though. Say,
2: that, was, that was a Lair household thing. I remember <laughs> being yeah, there our that? house several let's, times let's and then you and your that. mom getting in. <laughs> yeah. no doubts. We love you, Mrs. Lair. We love you, Nikki. Thanks for raising <laughs> such a weird son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think she could help how weird I turned out. Yeah.
0: But anyway, do you Believe. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if my suspension disbelief is stretched so much as it's turned on and off multiple times throughout a film which i would say i think i'm this is just semantics i think i'm just saying a different thing okay that is the same thing that you're saying yeah but i do feel like it's hard for me to think of an example where my i like my disbelief is suspended but mm, it's about to not be cuz like by the time i start thinking about the fact that i don't believe what's going on within the movie i already don't believe it mm. you know like as soon as i think about that like consciously i'm like oh now, now I don't believe it.
2: The moment you realize your butt's sweating because you've been sitting on the couch for two hours. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> but, but is that is that your suspension of disbelief being fractured, or is that a jarring decision that just pulls you out of like the immersion? The second one. I think My it pulls me out of the immersion.
0: Yeah, and I think for you to be effectively immersed in a movie, your disbelief has to be suspended, because. You're watching a movie. Like, I mean, even if it's a documentary, mm. there is still a aspect of disbelief being suspended. Like, like <sighs> it's completely subconscious. But say we're watching, like, a, Ken's Bur- a Ken Burns film or something, you know, and we're watching this person sitting there in this, like, dark, moody set. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to you about World War II. Who are they talking to? Obviously... A person behind the camera or the camera, you know, they're not actually talking to you. They don't know, like you know, but you don't know. You know, but you don't know. Yeah. Like you're, you're suspending the fact that like somebody wouldn't just sit in a dark room with a light on their face and talk about World War II. Well, I guess some people would, but not in like this situation. <laughs> My disbelief is still suspended in, even just slightly, you know, to keep you immersed in the story of the documentary that whatever the documentarian is trying to
2: tell well and that's like one of the strangest things with film as a medium in general is that like if everyone's done their job right you don't notice they're there absolutely like a good soundtrack i think chris would agree with me like there's soundtracks that he he enjoys listening to but then there's soundtracks that play to the movie more, and the ones that play to the movie the most are the ones that you usually don't notice or at least the ones that don't like act You notice it the right way. Yeah, the, like you notice it in the emotion as as like Oliver yeah. Risch would say, like yeah. the 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 music communicates emotionally, but it doesn't communicate audibly if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like you, maybe a second
0: listening you notice it. Yeah. Like but it's like the first time you're like, wow, that scene was so good, and you think back, you're like the music was really good.
1: Yeah, I also yeah. I'm not exactly the best example because no, yeah. a very a very large portion of my attention is listening to the music at all mm-hmm. times. Well, a, a very large portion <laughs> of mine
2: is listening to the, or watching the cinematography. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. So yeah. like,
0: I'm usually thinking about the character's backstory. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Together well, we make films. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, when I'm watching a movie, this is hard. I, the, all the examples I'm thinking of are the latest episode of Game of Thrones and Endgame, and I can't talk about either.
2: Here, how about this? Uh, have you- <laughs> I have, I, I, I have one.
1: I, okay, go ahead. So here's an example of a, a time when my suspension of disbelief was shattered. The Hobbit, <laughs> the first one. Careful, careful. So spoilers. <laughs> I guess if you don't want this pretty silly movie spoiled, then uh oh, there's no yeah. spoiler alert for The can, Hobbit. Can we, we like, like go like, ahead and, if you like The Hobbit,
2: like. Can we, like, standardize how... You've seen it already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know you, are, you don't like it.
2: Can we, can we, like, standardize how long it has to be before you have to call, like, spoiler alert and
1: things? Because I don't know. Some people still call it on Citizen Kane, so... <laughs> the movie is, mm. what, 60 years oh, old? more than
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say two or three years after being released, probably. Yeah. That's I mean, fair. But also, well, I guess it depends, because some movies are so monumental, like The Sixth Sense...
2: Yeah. There should be
0: a mutual respect to like not yeah, but, spoil it. But if you
2: spoil it, you shouldn't feel that bad. <laughs> <Or the laughs> this would be you know? something to say for like the time travel aspect or time travel episode. If you guys ever do that? Um, but it's kind of like the C.S. Lewis quote of like the the foreknowledge of something happening doesn't negate the necessity of it's happening, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I, I I may be alone in this, but I never. Have much issue in like hearing spoilers from things because I enjoy the journey of what they're telling just yeah. as much. As there freedom. have
1: actually, to your credit, to that your point, sense. there are studies that show that people tend to enjoy a piece of content, a piece of media, more when they know the ending of it. Yeah,
0: because they start looking for the details. Really, going into it. yeah. Man, I wonder if that's true for me because right now I would say it's not. But... Well, I
1: obviously <laughs> am avoiding in-game spoilers, so I have my own doubts about yeah. it. But... Yeah, <laughs> but I might have, I might have enjoyed La La Land more if you would have told me they're not going to end up together. So here's an interesting idea. Interesting. I just spoiled. I never <laughs> 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 been out for years. Yeah, that's true. It's so statutes
2: of limitations. Here's an interesting idea then. I wonder is like the appeal of the Marvel stuff, the novelty of them? Is that why they're not as much fun to go back and watch a second time?
1: It's just cuz it's such an amped mm-hmm. up TV show. It's Like a TV show but with like a
2: Yeah. P- yeah, but I, I can watch Breaking Bad and enjoy it. That's true. For, like yeah. each episode through, but I can't do the same with that's any true. Marvel movie. Yeah, there's not, take... there's not a single one of that Marvel has come out with, with the exception of maybe like Winter Soldier, that I can go back and enjoy it with the same gusto that I do with mm-hmm. like watching La, La Land for the
1: 18th Doctor line. Strange is pretty. That's a fun trip. But that's it's, as fun as yeah, like a, a roller It's a visual coaster. trip, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's,
0: but it's also. I don't know. This isn't stupid. a Marvel episode. <laughs> it's also, no, no, no. It's also <laughs> slow. I was <laughs> going <laughs> to say slow at times. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point, Isaac, because like. If you look at the, like, aspects or, I guess, the characteristics of Breaking Bad versus the MCU, they both have consistent characters, and they both try to be dramatic, but I think a big difference between the two is that Breaking Bad has a central conflict that runs ties the thing. them and runs them all together, whereas the Marvel movies, each one tries to have its own arc, and I think we'll all agree that most Marvel movies, most of them, maybe all of them, but for, you know... Not getting too deep into it. Most of them might say their issue is that they have two acts and not three. Yeah. Right. They all have act one and act three. They all have, like, okay, well, the movie is, has begun, and no matter what you do, if you start a film, like, okay, well, here we are in the first act. And then they just bla- they just sprint to the finish line and the, like, resolution mm-hmm. of... Act three, without any of the build or tension of Act
2: two. Well, I think you're starting to get a touch on just like the issue I find with serial serialized content in general is that there's no ending in sight. Yeah, that, well, tell that that's to true. Star Wars. Tell that to Disney. More like Star Wars. There's no ending in sight. Finish it. <laughs> the saga
1: concludes, or they said in the trailer. I feel like people are gonna hate me on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we've made. jaded
1: them already. I'm sure <laughs> we've already <laughs> made enemies. It's fine. Yeah. Um, gotten hate emails but yeah that's a good
2: on your life oh yeah (laughs) many
1: we we, only get hate emails (laughs) (laughs) did I finish my point about what made my suspension disbelief no close the loop no you were talking about okay so The Hobbit I was really low my my bag was done I think I was like I was just like fiddling fiddling I was like do I have any doubt tokens left is there any reason to give this film any credit which uh, Hobbit movie is this the first one Unexpected Journey so yeah the first one to be fair, I also went into that film with high expectations because Lord of the Rings was so. So. We all did. Impactful and we influential. We all into that movie wanting it to be good. We were so. I was so excited. I don't know, <laughs> I know if didn't. I've ever been so excited Shut about up a movie. <laughs>
2: Anyway. You know what broke it for me was 48 frames a second. I'm that, sorry. That right there, that yeah. spent like three I, I heard,
1: tokens. I was like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I heard that and I went, you know what? I'm only going to bring two with me. <laughs> Maybe just one. And I spent them in the first like five minutes. I, I tell you,
1: I, I spent three tokens on the 48. I was like, that is dumb. <laughs> and one thing in mean, that
2: movie was like walking into a an- a
0: restaurant you thought was a five-star restaurant, you walk in and step on a cockroach right like, just inside the door. Oh. Like Oh. And then you just hear the owner and also the chef and also soon to be your server from the back of the restaurant be like, Ah, it's normal. And then and
1: they're like, How do you like your Salisbury steak? You're like, I thought this was a steak place. And I like, didn't <laughs> order like, drive. And you're like
0: still holding on to the review you read, like, Oh, well, it says it's good.
2: And you realize it was written by a bot.
1: <laughs> it was written by a computer. <laughs> it was written by the owner. <laughs> Finish your loop. Uh, well, okay, So there's a lot of things in that movie that made me. One of the things, this is like a tiny thing, but whenever it, it, they're at Bilbo's house and the camera like pans up to the chimney and there's sparks coming out of the chimney and it looked so dang fake. I don't like, shot you're talking about. Actually. I was so angry. I was like, how do you screw up something that easy? Because here you are having to create cave trolls and Gollum, and you can't even get the sparks coming out of a chimney correct. Anyway, was that
0: early in the movie? Very early. Yeah, but I the think one I that looked at you in the theater. Yeah. I think we leaned forward because there was a few people in between us. So I, I was with like, you like with that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, like, you were shaking, there. Like, oh yeah, those... we were all there for that. There was premiere. a big group picture of all of us hopeful people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> standing by the cardboard cutout. We're like, yay! <laughs> Did we were we watching that in 3D?
0: Was it only no. in
1: 3D?
2: No, we were watching. Oh, we it weren't. and no, that's... it was. That may have been part of the problem and that's why
0: the 48 frames was so bad it was yeah, so, yeah. And i was just like
1: i just never felt so angry but anyway so the, the part that really broke it was toward the end of the film the climax whenever thor and Oaken channeled, is like he's like walking toward the pale orc and uh. and like the music gets all tense because he's gonna go save the day he's walking toward the pale orc and i think he's got like a big old chunk of wood and... It's just like when they're talking about like his backstory. No, no, no! This is toward the end, like when they're on the edge of that cliff. Oh, Gandalf yeah. is chucking cones. And they start playing
0: the ring theme. For they some reason. played the
1: ring race theme. That <laughs> broke it for me. I was so. Get mad because, first of all, why would Howard Shore make such a stupid mistake? That theme is literally sung in the tongue of Old Numenor. It is sung in the language of men. It it, why for the
0: for the nine kings for the
1: nine kings and it's it's a thing about like they're like. (laughs) It has nothing to do with the determination of a dwarf. It's just so <laughs> stupid. I yeah. was so I was so mad. So needless
0: to say, to get back on track, your disbelief was long unsuspended. <laughs>
1: it was already it was already like a thread, and I took the bag and I ripped it up and I threw it, and I was like, "That's screw this movie." Because <laughs> you started
2: paying attention, not not like this is
1: your fault, but it,
2: it made you start paying attention to something other than the story.
1: If you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna incorporate something as brilliant as this interwoven leitmotif that stretches through film after film faithfully. And then you just poop on it right at the end. I'm like, oh, we're done.
2: Chris and bad soundtracks uh, is like bad breakups. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is like like he egg. was invested so much into them and then catch him cheating in the back room. <laughs> I was so
1: heartbroken.
2: I loved The Hobbit. The you book? Sl- okay. I liar. <laughs>
1: nice little catch there. <laughs>
0: that was like my favorite book growing up. Really? And
2: I'm going to get mauled by both of y'all by saying I've not read either of the books of Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. Man,
0: then they're probably ruined for you at this point. Oh, they've, they've <laughs> been long been since
2: ruined. I've only seen the movies. I feel like I should hug you now. Although, only
0: one in here that's read Lord of the Rings? I
2: think so. I read
1: through the Narnia series get like off three times. podcast. There goes the rest of my... <laughs> I'm taking this over. <laughs> I'm the captain now. It's the worst quote you could have done. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I haven't
2: seen that movie. <laughs> it's like, it's just like what, what movie says, is
1: that? Captain
0: Phillips. <laughs> oh, uh, look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> look at me. I'm the captain.
1: <laughs> oh, that was closer. Oh,
2: meme culture ruining things. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now.
2: Shall we move on to another series that did well with suspending? Do this you movie? want me to
1: tell you this? This definition to see if it... Oh, yeah. Sure. I guess we gave This ours. is from what Wikipedia. Is it, what does it say? It says, The term suspension of disbelief or willing suspension of disbelief has been defined as willingness to suspend one's critical faculties and believe something surreal, sacrifice of realism and logic for the sake of enjoyment. I don't agree with that definition. I don't really agree with it at, either. At least yeah. with the second part of it. Yeah. The last part
0: of it, I mean. Yeah, the second part, I don't know. We might be disagreeing on semantics here, but, like... If a movie is not necessarily good, but it does suspend my disbelief, I do enjoy that aspect of the movie. Like, after I watch it, I'm like, you know what? That movie's su- like Sharknado. Like, man, that movie sucked. <laughs> but I believed that sharks were flying around <laughs> with a
1: big tornado and, and eating
2: people. You must have been a high roller walking into I, that one. <laughs> High roller on I the, haven't even seen that don't
0: don't I <laughs> seen okay a better, a better example the Meg have you guys seen the Meg no we're gonna
2: get into the Meg again pretty sure I talked about this you on this did. podcast before you know why I can't get into the Meg why because I talked about it on this podcast <laughs> no because as much as I don't like the show for other reasons that we won't get into the, the show, show of Family Guy oh Family Guy <laughs> oh, all what? I can imagine is literally Meg from the Family Guy oh my yes, gosh Isaac that started is not out, fair they started out <laughs> called I know it's a stupid reason. But they started out calling that the Megalodon and it was cool until they changed it to yeah, yeah the Meg. They did change it.
0: Okay, I'll close the loop on the Meg quickly, alright? It was a bad film <laughs> yes. and possibly a bad movie. Like, it was not... <laughs> it didn't taste good and it was not well made. But... <laughs> <laughs> but. but the characters were so convinced within the world of that movie that the Megalodon was real and the technology was real and there was no, like, doubt in their mind. Like, it didn't feel like, like, oh, I'm reading a script. It was like, oh. you're living in some stupid fantasy world. <laughs> like, But
2: I enjoyed that they were that, like... Into it. Into it. I don't know. So I think the reason why I don't... Jurassic Park. I think the reason why I don't, <laughs> I why I don't uh, agree with the enjoyment aspect of that is because I think of movies that, like physically hurt to watch, but I know are good films. Oh, like, like what? Saving Private Ryan. Like The Road. <sighs> the Road is oh, a good one too. Oh, the Road hurts to watch. Like I do not I do not want to watch that again. I never want to see it again. But, but you're right. right but, but undoubtedly... Did you, but
0: did you enjoy the story? Undoubtedly,
2: I, mean, I completely yeah. believe in the world.
0: Yeah, I believe it. And I enjoy the story though. Yeah. yeah. For
2: what it's like... I, I, I think like it's, it's more so the suspension of disbelief despite your enjoyment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it can be both. Yeah, it, it can. I think it can be yes, regardless of your. So, that? so <laughs>
0: that definition of from that there Wikipedia is like half right. Yeah, I, know, I agree, but half wrong. What? Go back to it. What did it say? It said um, suspension of disbelief or willing suspension of disbelief. That's where I disagree. I have a dis- discrepancy there because yeah,
2: it forces your yeah because I think if I,
0: I think automatically if you buy tickets to a movie and go watch this stupid thing, like well you are willing to suspend your disbelief already. So, yeah. like, making that distinction is
2: dumb. I think... I'll counter that with, I did not purchase my tickets for Endgame. Okay,
1: my, all, right, my, all right, My brother-in-law
0: Buying a for me. a bad example.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think a movie that is really good at
0: suspending your disbelief does it when you're either not willing or you're not even aware that it happened. Huh. You know, like, okay. oh, yeah. you get to the end of the movie and you're like, huh, like, I really like that. Like, a cartoon would be a good example. Yeah. Any cartoon, like... There goes your disbelief. Like, you've got to suspend your disbelief way up there because cartoon
2: is not even... You're
0: not even watching real people.
2: Right. You know? And So, so what's one that has suspended your disbelief
1: well? Like, despite your intentions to, to dislike disbelief. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I will get to that. Uh, I also just want to tack on to your point, sacrifice of realism and logic for the sake of enjoyment. But it is not... I don't think that's a universal statement as much as it, as it is your logic right now. Like, we know that's there hard. are. there's not a wizarding world of Harry Potter. But. What? We go. Well, actually, there is. There is, like, in theme park form. But I've been there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You're right. There is, like, a form of it. But what I mean is we sacrifice our logic here and accept the logic within the world, which mm-hmm. is what we've been saying, right? It's kind of, yeah. like, yeah. more of a summary. Yeah, like, Oh, okay, so you have yeah. logic. Like I believe in like, logic. I
0: believe in, like, gravity and the second law of therm- thermodynamics, like, right. right now. Yeah. But, like, if I'm watching Lord of the Rings... Right, you know, or and I see like, you know, ghosts of dead people somehow tangibly stabbing like, you know, (laughs) people in the real world or orcs in the real world. Like, yeah, like we can't. The logic within the film works, but my my logic is
1: yeah has been thrown out the window. Like we we know no one can travel speed of light, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But we don't question the fact that in Star Wars people can do that. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't question it. Mm -hmm. We don't question why we can see like the blaster bolts that come out of their guns because technically wouldn't that yeah but i don't actually like i don't think about it i'm not like but that only
0: works within star wars yeah because some science fiction science fiction movies will try to go to lengths to explain
2: why certain things happen like star trek and that can kill it so interesting (laughs) little just top off of that star trek and star wars are two different classifications i would call Oh, absolutely! Star Wars is a sci-fi fantasy. Star Trek is a sci-fi hard science, hard hard science fiction. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I've heard that distinction before too, and I I think it's very accurate. Mm. But I mean, the the point still stands. It's like, well, in my logic, there Mm. is no such thing as the Force. But Mm. then, within the logic of the film, this is a very what? Okay, you mean it's not caused by (laughs) minichlorians Stop it! Now there's a good example of tokens like no no, no. Yeah, yeah yeah no 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 that's a great example
0: of why of explaining of using exposition to kill something yeah, yeah that's true we never questioned I'm using we loosely we didn't, a lot though. of people many, we many fans, humanity yeah. <laughs> we many fans of the Star Wars franchise pre episode one yes never questioned yeah, never once down why Jedi's have the Force and some people don't. You do this because of the films. Yeah, yeah, the film the film did not set up the the room for the question.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah, like no no character like the writer was good enough. Whoever that writer was was smart enough <laughs> not to write down like oh, but Leia is going to ask, but how come Luke can do that, but I can't? Like right. he chose to omit that on purpose so that that opportunity for the question would not present yes. itself. And
2: then episode one, they like, grab you by the collars and go, it's
0: mitochondria! Wait, that's not right. <laughs> they <Mitocondria?
2: laughs> basically, <laughs> basically took a real word and just changed it a little yeah. bit. The they f- being like, force Lucas. was
0: already a
1: word. <laughs> the and the yeah. are the
2: powerhouse of the cell, apparently.
1: <laughs> I've been wondering. <laughs> what, like, Qui-Gon literally stoops down and <laughs> just basically looks the audience dead in the eye and kills their dreams. That's, that's, <laughs> a, really, that's a really interesting
2: analogy to use. And I, I think that's another way to <laughs> Define sort of suspension of disbelief. It's the point at which, or it's when the film actually will treat you as an adult.
1: Mm. Because I like that. Because no when no matter a, how old you are. Exactly. Because even it treats tr- you competent.
2: Yeah. Lion King was such a fantastic film as a child and as an adult because it treated you like a human being. Preach, mm-hmm.
1: preach boy. Yeah. Preach I think it. that
0: I agree that like the converse of that is that when a movie has bad suspension of disbelief, it makes me feel stupid. Yeah. You know. It's like, oh, well, you, I need to explain yeah. this for you, because yeah. you're not a very competent viewer. Like, viewers yeah. are always smarter than you give them credit. Isn't it like... Always you... give your audience extreme benefit of yeah. the out, and then, and then go back and look at it, mm-hmm. and be
1: like,
2: ah, does this make sense? Yeah. So, or, like, will they figure it out? Like, you almost
1: feel embarrassed whenever they it's a start talking thing, down like, to you. Yeah.
2: So, have either of you seen uh, Ex Machina? No. no. Um... First I mean, of all, any go see art it, house films. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I enjoy them. But so go see see that. And even if you don't finish the rest of it, like it's, it's an okay film, okay. I think. But like the first 10, 15 minutes, I think are a fantastic example between what was going to be super expositional. And they found a way to just talk to the viewer as an adult. Okay. 'Cause if if you look at the original script, it's about two pages of dialogue mm-hmm. and like narration and like setting the scene. Interesting. And in the film, it's two scenes and not a single word is spoken until they're like in the helicopter. Okay. Really? But they like, like show yeah. you. But they show something. you. Okay. And, and it's it's nothing like super extravagant, mm-hmm. like that's it's not like a big revelation. It's just like here's a huge piece of information yeah. that we're gonna tell you very cleanly and very concisely, and you don't need any more explanation hmm. than that.
1: Huh. All right. All yeah. right, I'll watch it so yeah. I, I never gave you the example of a film that I thought had good suspension of disbelief but still was objectively not a very good film and I apologize to my in-laws right now but the Twilight series the saga uh
2: like the Twilight Zone that's well, Twi- what Isaac said I legitimately forgot that you told me about this ahead of time like two days ago wait talking about t- vampires? yeah, yeah. two days anybody. ago Chris told me he was gonna mention this on the podcast <laughs> yeah. oh, and I was surprised and now I'm like Internally angry. You should be. I forgot that you said that. I deserve deserve
1: your admonishment. But to be fair, I've never seen them. I haven't seen a single one of those movies. They are objectively not very good films. Not very good. Can you just say bad? They're they're not very good. Because they do because they do okay, they are bad. But they do have like moments where you're like, oh, that was pretty well done. And then you have moments where you're like, that looked just the worst. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Uncanny Valley here? Or are you talking about suspension of I mean, like, disbelief? Every everything, but okay. um, specifically suspension of disbelief. I'll only speak to that right now because we could talk about a lot about Twilight and why it's bad. I couldn't. I haven't actually seen them. That's why we're gonna watch them, and then you're gonna know.
2: <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, my dad, Mr. Texas, has seen has seen them. How All them on because, earth? Because David Stout <laughs> brought them over. Like, why did David
1: Zaki? Stout? Was Does it David ironic? Stout like them? Was he being
2: ironic? Probably, David. Were you being ironic? David, can you can you give me a text? David, David, a little, David. We, David Stout. We have a question to ask you. You can hit us up on our MySpace.
1: Don't do that. Don't Message
0: do me on my MySpace. <laughs> don't. And uh, we here at Harmslayer have a question for you. Were you being
1: ironic? I, I, I will make this brief, but I thought. Don't make it brief. Ex- expand. I can't. <laughs> That's why I have. <laughs> don't. I have to make it brief. <laughs> They did a pretty good job at making me believe that vampires and werewolves existed. Period. In real life? No, no. In the in the real life of the film. Okay. Like I was Those watching it. The film. All right.
0: So the Do you think the characters like believe it? Like they
1: believe? Yeah, it. they believed it so much, and they had enough behind. They had enough clout behind what they said. Like they kept answering questions that they as they developed in my brain, because I'd like start to take out a token, and be like, but, and then they'd answer like. But there are (laughs) stupid, but there are like really stupid. Don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for the films being good. I am advocating for their, if if they have anything to offer, it's their lore. Their lore is like, okay, it's pretty good. That's actually pretty good good lore
0: that we haven't used yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The
0: lore, so you're saying the lore within the film, the world that the film built. Can stand on its own two legs, regardless yeah. of it being ugly or not. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the reason I kept returning to the films was because of their lore, because I liked seeing the expansion and how kept it grew. Returning. Well, okay, we did like a, a marathon. My my wife grew up with the films and she loves them. I think pretty Still ironically, actively. I think it's more of an ironic appreciation, yeah. but
2: I don't think your wife does anything
1: ironically. <laughs> she's, she's genuine to the core. She is. But she uh it's a compliment. So I she like had me go through the films again in January. We watched through them all. All five. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of moments where we'd like just be gut-busting, laughing, like crying, laughing. <laughs> we'd just be like, what the heck was that? And it's like
0: <laughs> not, intent, not supposed to be funny. Like, he
1: calls her Spider-Monkey. You better hold on tight, Spider-Monkey. And then he he <laughs> throws her onto his back. And it looks so bad. And he, like, jumps up into the tree. And he, like, you know when you watch something and you feel embarrassed watching it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, that's what... Because he's, yes. like, running and she's like, like... It looks... And he's just like, running across treetops. And it looks so stinking
2: goofy. To your credit, Cale and I have watched through uh, the 1960s Adam West Batman movie, like, those are five great. times. Oh, so those Those are
1: really good. Yeah,
2: but that's, like... Nostalgia on your side? No, and like it, we genuinely enjoy them. Oh, it's I, not nostalgia. We oh, didn't. Honey. We didn't grow up with them. I hadn't seen them until like I 2015. Oh man, you'd never seen them before. No, I'd never seen them. Get yet. out of here! That's a bomb. I know, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Quick, everyone, flee for your lives into the street.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely to, tongue okay. in cheek.
0: Yeah, it's it's tongue in cheek. But a lot of people didn't know that. Did you know that? Are a you lot serious? of people who grew up actually watching those didn't know that it was supposed to be funny yeah what how <laughs> that's how the show did so well is they made it like this is a joke and it'll die
2: after a few episodes and then people are like
0: batman is that kind of like here
2: is like is that like the inverse of star wars and george lucas <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah kind of it turned into I, a joke accidental genius <laughs> right it, it basically is that except he for also he had... was set
0: out to be serious but
1: and um, also he had people that we're Except, like really good keeping him on track.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Except jokes on humanity. He was an idiot. <laughs> yes, he was. Ha-ha. He
1: was a genius to an extent. Just don't let it's him like write. Like a savant. Yeah, don't let him. You need Just people. Don't let him near the film. Just like get the idea and then run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need. He needs to let someone <laughs> yeah. else direct and someone else screen his dang scripts. <laughs> like his wife used to do that, and then they divorced, and then we got the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you uh, heard
0: it here. Divorce is generally bad. It will give it will give way to
1: prequels.
0: <laughs> now, what? Where the heck were we? Well, you were talking oh about gosh. an example that was Twilight. Yeah. My example of a movie that honestly I had really low hopes for, which might be opening up another can of worms. Oh. Going into a movie with low hopes versus high hopes, hmm. I think if you go with low hopes, you have a better chance of your disbelief being yeah, suspended. Yeah, I would agree. You know. Um, that's true but uh I mad went. max fury road
1: Ooh. holy cow
0: now yes i saw trailers for that and i was like that looks really stupid it looks so testosterone yep. filled which isn't wrong <laughs> and it looks just like i'm going to hate every minute of it and i somehow found my butt in a seat in that theater we might have seen it together even. i think you and i all three so, I think, all I think three. Me, yeah i think you were and, you there chris yeah all three okay. of us okay we do all and, and <laughs> love that movie Oh, that's I love fantastic. it now. And like... I
1: non-ironically love that movie too. Yeah. Like,
0: and like, gosh, you talk about a universe that I buy. Yeah. It's Mad Max. and But then you take it's a step point. back and you look at it logically and just, no. Like, no. <laughs> none of that works.
2: None of that makes sense whatsoever. It's so stupid. You know, I wonder how much of that comes down to the actors believing it. because uh, so I, 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 uh, A fair amount, I think. I, I, Morton I, I, Joe? It's it's less so what are the lines do I have to deliver and more so how would this character react in the situation.
1: So you're mm-hmm. saying stilted dialogue is one of your reasons to knock you out? I think that's any one of anyone's reasons. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's what you're don't pointing realize out. It. Like, like, like I think stilted it's... dialogue can
2: really. I think that's part of the reason why Nicolas Cage always, I mean, as much as we may knock him for it, he's, he's trying to do something different with his acting. But I think that's part of the reason why so many of his movies are considered terrible and why so many movies are terrible.
1: Because he's stilted? Because no, because he's, so stilted and...
2: because he's not he's not acting based off of how someone would react. He's acting off of how Nicolas Cage would react. Yeah, there's, there's literally a quote of him. I forget which movie it is. I think it's one of the vampire ones. To where he he's quoted as saying his literal motivation was to see how big he, he could get his eyes. Oh my gosh! What like, a st- stupid foundation! <laughs> I
1: don't know how big my eyes
2: okay Yeah, I think
0: you're right because, like Chris is saying, stilted dialogue is kind of the antithesis of what you just said. Yeah, and I think a good way that manifests is exposition. It's yeah. over exposing, over oh explaining something. It ends up being really stilted. Like if Mad Max. Started off with what's what's his name? The lead actor, uh, Tom Tom, Tom, Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. If Tom Hardy walked up and was like, "This is the fourth movie in the franchise," <laughs> and like you know, it <laughs> was like, and and I'm trying to sound like him. He's so hard to understand. <laughs> yeah, and then the world ended at some point. You really gotta drop down your throat. And, the mormon in and and now oil, oil is her new currency like i don't need to know <laughs> that i can lizards. figure that out also i <laughs> this is a confession when i when i went in and see that movie i didn't know that it was the fourth in an installment <laughs> you didn't no uh, no oh my gosh <laughs> well that would be eye-opening I, after the movie my dad was like you know that was a lot different
2: than the other ones and i was like the other ones <laughs> Can we all watch those and together? So have you seen awful. any of them? I see haven't seen any other ones. I they knew, I knew it was the fourth one. Unlike so Mister
1: Doofus over here. What is the first one called? The very like Road Warrior? I, I think it's literally know. just called. Did you know? Or, or Mad Max. No, I think it's called Road Warrior. I think it's is just it? called. Who plays like... Mad Max in those? Uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, no, no. I thought it was the guy. Mel Bay. Not Mel Mel Bay. Brooks. Mel no. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. I think it's Mel Brooks. No Who is him. Mel Brooks? I've Mel Brooks is a comedy He's like, He's like Men in Tights. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, uh, Frank Miller. No George Miller. Miller. George Miller's Miller is the director. George Miller. He ran out of money when he was doing oh multiple book. times. So he was paying the crew in cases of beer. Matt for Matt for Fury <laughs> Road. No, the first one. Road Warrior. Oh. Back in like the seventies. I thought you were still talking about.
2: Fury Road, because that also happened. They ran no out, way. They ran out of money, I think, twice, and it also took six months longer to shoot than what? needed. Oh, yeah, Tom Hardy. Well, and, I remember seeing a trailer well, for and, it. And who was the other And then it, like, who was the actress? went dark. Who was the uh, co star? Sharice Char- Char- Theron. So Sharice Char- Theron Charisse and Thumb. Tom Hardy were, like, pissed at him for, like, six months. <laughs> I bet they and were. And then once the film came out, Tom Hardy apologized. And I think so. I do remember reading that. George Mayweather, anyway, that picky. movie's a
0: trip. Right, but right down to the, you know, wailing, double-necked guitar that shoots fire, which was a practical effect. (laughs) My disbelief was still somehow suspended the whole time.
1: If they're making yeah. the parallel of Vikings, they, well, they didn't have guitars. They did they not have plane guitars. No, but they had like <laughs> drums and stuff that they but would yes, like play. Yes,
0: exactly. Except they replaced all that with like heavy metal. Yeah. And it was like, but but if you think about it, and I do think about it, <laughs> and I did end up thinking about it a lot in the world of the film and the lore of the film, I was like, well, this is a dystopian future based on our current culture. And all these guys, just based on how they're dressed and how they're acting, are like, metalheads and like goths and stuff if they were in control like who's not to say that yep. their war bands moving around in the desert wouldn't be motivated by heavy metal music and they
1: worship like gasoline yeah like <laughs> I'm gonna was make Chris so mad for a weird. second
2: <laughs> for some reason whenever I think of Fury Road I think of the Wonder Woman soundtrack Son I don't know God. why I think it's that why? I don't, I don't know. Like I'm sitting here and like that's going <laughs> through my head, but I'm not thinking of the movie for partly because I I it seen, sounds kinda totally. similar. Okay, so it another does, another does. fantastic suspension disbelief, one that I did not expect to do yeah, so. Yeah, what's yours? You are all gonna agree with me. Pacific Rim, y'all.
1: Oh, I was, think- I
2: was literally thinking that as I said, Fury Road. I was. like, I, I should have said Pacific. I 7M. went in thinking that was going to be the you and I watched this together, crap, first yeah. time, and we walked out thinking it was one of the greatest things we've seen yes. in a long time. And it's golly, not a good film. No, we know it's yeah, not like a good film.
0: Golly, talk about a god awful script! But my <laughs> lord, <laughs> oh, did they create way. a universe? Yes.
2: And then did you believe it? Yes. Oh heck like yeah! The child. That's, Tor-
0: that's Guillermo del Toro.
2: Yeah. At his finest. He I feel is like always good at The
0: that. practical effects, mm-hmm. which we, we have another episode we will do in the future about CGI versus practical effects. But the practical effects in Pacific Rim are so deliciously mixed with CGI that you like almost can't see where the lines blur sometimes. Even when it's a Jaeger fighting a kaiju yeah. on the outside. You're like, because that he- is a hundred and twenty-story foot tall robot fighting a look-alike Godzilla. Like, like
2: I believe it. My biggest yeah. complaint with VFX stuff is always that there's no weight behind it, like there's no hit yeah. to the, like gravity. Yeah. And they got it in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it, you see how like the metal ripples and everything. A freaking the, the, Jaeger. The, the
2: Jaeger freaking pulls out a sword and I didn't blink. I know! <laughs>
1: We're out of options, Michael! No! Sword deployment
0: You were just like, Whoa. my only <laughs> question oh, was cool he had a sword this whole time <laughs> yeah i didn't ask i didn't say like oh it's, it's stupid he has a sword no. i was
1: like well use it <laughs> side note it was it was not until like the third time i had watched that movie that i thought why don't they just create a rail gun with those swords <laughs> and just point that at
0: the at oh the... yeah when you start breaking the movie apart it falls apart. Capital to L, logically, Yeah. it falls apart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They just kill each Kaiju because they're... <laughs> yeah. You just <laughs> point the real guns out the rift. Just yeah. Tore, tear them in half Dude, every time yeah, they come that, through.
0: That is what we call the 12-12-12 effect right there, is yeah. the Pacific Rim. Is that, I, know, I don't think we've ever called it that. I'm more... Ma- I just coined that. I'm Matt... Actually, I might coined, have said that before. Been there. Coined that. <laughs> uh, streets ahead of you <laughs> Streets ahead! I, uh... <laughs> When I look at that movie, I get more angry about the fact that, like, they didn't use the sword sooner yeah. than I am that there's a giant <laughs> robot with a sword. Like, and yeah. I, I, I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I getting mad about this? This, this is a dumb movie. <laughs> that's what that's what Ben Sholly, our professor, said about 12 12, 12 Exactly. To, Whoa. To bring that full circle. He was like, Dang. wait a minute. Why do I care what Philip would do? This movie is bad. <laughs> like, and he and was he a even professor found... that was not afraid to just t- say that to us. No, like, yeah, this he's is very bad. honest. Hellboy, yeah, Pacific Rim is a good one. Hellboy's excellent. Oh, Hellboy,
2: the original. The original's
1: beautiful. The Guillermo del Turo's the Guillermo. second Guill- finest work, I would say. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I think <laughs> second it's and third? This is first. Yeah. I think it it's might his, be the first. I same. think it's I his mean... best
1: because it's actually a good story. Yeah, it's actually yeah.
0: a good film on top of being a good
1: <laughs> movie. That's the only film that can have stilted dialogue delivered by Jeffrey Tambor because Guillermo <laughs> doesn't really speak English very well and doesn't understand how to direct English Which <laughs> shows specifically. I know. Yes, like, it does. <laughs> hey, get back here. I'm in charge. You know, it's just being Jeffrey Tambor. What are you doing? What are you doing? Know. Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? And I still own I, mean, I was like, this. I'm not even going to use a token. That's but, fine.
2: Quickly <laughs> hopping back to Pacific Rim, the entire, the entire. All the sets feel like 1990s, like play sets. Heck yeah. yeah. Like grown up. Okay, sorry. I just want to yeah, throw that yeah, yeah. out there. I, want,
0: I mean, I want. I still don't own any, but I want. Pacific Rim action figure. Me too. I don't, know I don't own those yet. <laughs> anyway, so... Anywho,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> Hellboy.
1: Hellboy, so good. So many practical effects, and it's just, it's wonderful. If you haven't seen it, it's wonderful. It's PG-13, so I don't know if that really makes an impact on your opinion. It's PG-13
0: circa 2000, what, 2? Two, 5? 2. 2. Which is basically so like, just some extra
2: cursing, I
1: think. Yeah. Look, there is, there's a whole part of the first film that's set during Halloween, and it's great. Because like I watch Hellboy every Halloween. I love it. I it's just like it's like monster movies. It's kinda of spooky and dark. You have like four films you watch every Halloween. I, I think I have like a hundred that I watch. <laughs> no. Hellboy's October is anything. a very busy month for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching all these spooky films. Finally watched what is that one with the three witches? Uh what? What? Bewitched? Nope. Stardust. No. Nope. <laughs> That's a good one, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, Sleeping what is it Beauty. called? No, darn it. What is it called? The Can we Three hop witches? back for a
2: second? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You guys remember that show? Yes.
0: <laughs> Didn't they reboot it recently on Netflix? I don't.
2: I don't know. I don't care. She's I just want to watch
0: the original one that was with <laughs> like what witches. was that? that?
2: That was a
1: <laughs> Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just saw that. Finally watched it. Gosh, that's it's a whole movie. It's hokey as all butts. Hocusy but pokey. I kind of, I kind of liked it though. I mean, I like that movie. It's, it's, it's. Halloween goo. Anyway, <laughs> Hellboy's great because I mean the CGI is not particularly great. Yeah. But I believe it. I believe it a lot mm-hmm. more than any of the CGI in a Marvel film. <laughs> so yeah. any, any.
2: Or just most of. If I said Space Western.
1: You're gonna talk about st- Skyline, Firefly. Firefly, Firefly,
2: and Serenity. Yeah, yeah,
0: Firefly and Serenity is a nice little. They they managed to find a happy medium between yeah. Star Trek and Star Wars, I yeah. think. Because some other shows like Star, like Farscape. Farscape.
2: I tried Farscape to watch that one. Yeah, uh, real
0: Battlestar Galactica? Uh, it's a
2: series. It's oh. a series. there's a sci-fi. A re- real series. cult series. Yeah, that have cult followings. Like uh, Norman Horn fo- uh, mm-hmm. watched like all of Farscape. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they missed for
0: me. Personal. yeah, I or like
2: Battlestar Galactica, my it's like okay, that that's
0: like kind of entertaining for a little bit, but like these me, these films, the sci-fi world here, yeah, they tried yeah. to be they tried to be all the fun and like I guess swashbuckling of Star Wars, but all the like the militaristic ness of Star Trek, and it did not mix well. But Firefly. I mean, you're. I'll let you go with Firefly. Yeah,
2: I mean, it was just gonna say it's another example of like one yeah. like. There's really no reason why you should find it I totally agree. believable, but, but it is. Yeah,
0: it, like and it's fun. Yeah, I don't. And, and I think it's because they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <Right. laughs> but right. also the actors really
2: sell it too, to your. Point oh, earlier. Nathan Fillion
0: yeah. and um
2: Summer Alan, Blau, Alan, Alan Tudyk? Uh, Tudyk, yeah.
0: was Tudyk. Tudyk, yeah. His first name, Alan?
2: Tudyk or Tudyk, something like that. Tudyk. He's one
0: of my favorite
1: actors of all time. Oh yeah.
0: What? Alan Tudyk. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen him in Dollhouse? Steve
1: House? the Pirate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really,
2: pretty much any of Joss Whedon's, like, hey,
1: earlier hey, television work. <laughs> yeah,
2: he is Hey, hey You're right. <laughs> but, like, any of Joss Whedon's earlier television work, he did a good mm-hmm. job of suspending disbelief yeah. in, like, really unbelievable You know what he
1: did a really good job of? What? Making the first Avengers film look like a TV special
2: fair <laughs>
1: okay. but yeah, yeah. that's because that's All what right. he worked in yeah. Yeah. I will, so much, yeah I'll stop pooping on to Marvel to not man.
0: spoil Endgame but just to say something about the MCU Isaac and I were talking about this on the way over you almost can't judge specifically Avengers movies as normal films because the second you do they're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but they rely on you they're like season finales of shows that okay. have hour and a half, yeah. 2 hour long episodes that's very true. that come out
2: every That's very year, true. cuz you know? they have to <laughs> wrap up like 17 plot lines all yeah, at once. Yeah, that's true. It's just, <laughs> and you can't do it. To man.
1: people listening to the listener, we please still love please do these not movies. don't don't think that we don't love Marvel cuz we do. We're just critical about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Take Let's take our here. arrogant coats off really quick. <laughs> yeah.
0: Arrogant coat get off it. <sighs> okay. The MCU, what they have done, is nothing short of phenomenal. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Historical. In terms of, In
2: historically.
1: Historically, financially, films, everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> three Russo billion? Brothers?
2: Or two I mean a billion for three different films? For three different
1: films. Each made a billion.
0: Each one made a billion dollars. And I know money isn't everything, but like well, well also there's a inflation is a different inter- is an interesting uh, question. There's on that. that too, but there's a reason for that, and that's also internationally. Yeah, but, yeah, that's global. Endgame has been out for five, five, six days. Not even a billion dollars. It's four, like, four days old, and that's a three-hour-long film. <laughs> Don't what go over the full
2: bladder. Go before you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go before you go, Isaac. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I was gonna say with my
2: arrogant coat off. I'm gonna okay. get back on
1: now. No, yeah, Marvel, Marvel really, <laughs> Marvel really is like quite fantastic and we it opinions... have sorry I put no. my coat back on oh no he's got the coat on I would really like to go back and watch them all chrono- chronologically according to its timeline but... to its story yeah to its like yeah. So with like starting first with avenger Star- Captain, America. Captain America yeah, yeah. yeah first avenger
0: and oh, then probably Captain Marvel might be the next
1: one. I think it would be because that's oh, the yeah? 90s and then mm, yes. someone's got it written down somewhere on the internet
2: Josiah Cornette was telling me about, apparently, Marvel is going to be releasing an Avengers set, which is all 20 years oh, of I'm movies. Oh, sure they are. I've been For like expecting like $250. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, come on. Yeah. Can't they make that like 80 bucks? <laughs> no man. Nope. I guess
1: you're thinking about like price per film. I, I am anxious
0: I to see what kind of, if any, like, director's cuts start coming out now or yeah. like special features because, gosh, the special features on those movies are so good. They, I'm just a special features buff. I like. I think the special features them. of The Hobbit is good. I agree. I hate those movies, but gosh, I
2: found like, old footage the of the the behind the scenes for the Lord of the Rings, like when they're in the Hobbit homes and such. So and good. The stuff they did to sell that is amazing. Yeah, so for perspective. A tiny, perspective. Tiny home for, and... But have you seen how they do it? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. With man. the two different sets, and yeah. like, I was like,
1: I wish they
0: would have done it with The Hobbit. The thing <laughs> is, though, they did. And they what? just with the failed. They failed by dressing it up with so much CGI and poor frame rate that you can't tell. That's what I'm saying. Like
2: they made Ian McKellen cry on set.
0: I know. That's like the most. And heartbreaking also to thing. Peter Jackson's defense, uh, this was really shoved into his hands by the studio. It was. You know, he had no time. He did time. not want to make three movies, and he did not have the budget. Yeah. And also. Greemoldor Del Toro was involved
2: and then pulled out. What we need is another John Ford Rim. to like <laughs> stick it to the producers because that it seems like it's happening more often nowadays. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's returning to the producers' hands. To like to their credit, they do make the film happen. Mm-hmm. But, but everybody does. But everybody does. Do. But yeah. don't you
1: know what happens when you let a director totally let his vision go wild? Yeah, some like La La Land. Of uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> Ryan Johnson was allowed to write and direct and have complete creative control. Complete. Honestly. There just... are some casualties in war. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the split,
0: up, the split up we just mentioned is a good example. That, that is. Del Toro left The Hobbit to make Pacific Rim. Yeah. And what do we have in both of those? We have The Hobbit, which should have been a great story, and a Pacific Rim, which has no story but great effects. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, you split up. The people, <laughs> it's a collaborative art form, and you yep. split up the collaboration, and it can't—you can't do it. You know, like
2: it's tough, because like I know you and I share the opinion that Ragnarok was not as much fun. Like, like we didn't like it as much as the yeah. first two. Ragnarok and yet was every a other person I talked to like hates me for that. Me too. <laughs> but, I, but I think that Ragnarok was a disgrace. I think I think, I think if, why
0: I don't like Ragnarok is because it broke the lore. It broke the lore. That's yeah, exactly, we've been talking about that's
1: exactly suspension
0: of disbelief. I already had a pre-suspended disbelief for Thor, yeah. the character, so I You're thought about a Norse I knew. god. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, this is a Norse god. Also, I have, like, the background of the comics, and I know about Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk which is, like, yeah. Yeah. the sub-series that they kind of base that off of. Right. They butchered both.
2: Yeah. Both. They managed to, they made this unholy alliance, like,
0: of no. the two. They it,
2: wed it the felt, two, and it was like, Gah. It and Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy 2 both felt like they were pandering. Yeah. It's well, like, like paste my flavored Candy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the, Thor, the Thor and Thor
0: Ragnarok. Is it's not... just like
2: candy flavored toothpaste. It's like this is a lie. <laughs> yeah. Either one. Either one. It's like was... don't put these together. Or maybe toothpaste flavored Snickers bar.
1: Ugh, stop with the Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Snickers. You want to sponsor us? <laughs> yeah. I just. You know. Thor Ragnarok, man. I think if that was a its own film, not in Marvel. The Taika Waititi just making a his own sci-fi film. Yeah. I would have liked it a lot a, about a guy who is a maybe related to Thor
0: somehow, but <laughs> yeah. about Zeus and yeah, what, and, and
2: Mr. A, what Hyde. Thor's friend, the one that like <laughs> ate and drank a lot, yeah, or yeah. something. But yeah. it doesn't even have to be in the MCU. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it could be
1: completely on its own. I would have been like, wow, this is one of the most. Amazing films, but they were shackled to the MCU, yeah. So I was constantly movies. just like my approval rating was plummeting. I was yeah. Shucking character on the character.
0: I'm all for character evolution. Oh, but me too. There's of not enough time for movie to movie to do that with Thor. Yeah. Okay. Heck no. And they really did that, and sadly, that does carry over into the other Avengers movies.
1: Yeah. But because now he's kind of a goofball. Yeah, but kind of not. I feel like, like kind- Infinity
0: War. He was kind of serious. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then there was like the scenes where he's hanging out with the Guardians in the, of the Galaxy in the, yeah. the ship, and he's a goofball again. And it's like, right. Which one are you, man? Like, he's, I guess that you're cocky, but you're he's not a bro. Raccoon,
1: a rabbit. Uh, he's, but I buy. How that old that is he? Doesn't...
0: How many times has he been to Earth? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess that's true. He's been to Earth.
1: What now. the hey?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we each gave. A, I think we each gave a pretty good example of a, of a movie that. We maybe had low expectations for it that. Ended up suspending our disbelief. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I think we defined it pretty well on our own, <laughs> in spite of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I defined it as. Honestly, uh, I defined it as like comfortability, Comfort like how comfortable oh, you are watching it. Yeah. And then Chris defined it as like. You know doubt how tokens, how many
2: doubts you can give something. Weirdly enough, which is the one we reign with. Like we've been yeah, using we definitely doubt tokens would, Well, well it's pretty tangible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's the, and the Isaac,
0: most, you. What was the first thing you said? I guess you, this is like, recorded. It was like
2: when you judge <laughs> when you judge a film by its own constraints. Yeah, or, or, within its own world.
0: Yeah, and also like you took the tidbit that I think we might have all learned in film class. I'm not sure uh, that you can only give like every movie only has so many allotted. Like gimmicks. yeah, coincidences, coincidences, yeah. Like yeah you Specifically, give two coincidences, coincidences or like, like, oh, but what are the chances of? Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. Like, even Endgame, again, not to spoil anything. There was a few coincidences in there that I did allow. Yeah, and I was like, oh, eh, that makes sense. <laughs> closing thoughts, gentlemen, on <laughs> suspension of disbelief.
1: I think it's super important to think about your audience this is like advice for us and other filmmakers and just content creators whether you're writing a book or whatever you know writing a video pre- game video game mm-hmm. it's important to think about your audience and think about the fact that they will believe what you create for them but make sure that you obey the internal logic of what you create
2: I'm gonna give an art house answer
1: <laughs> 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 okay.
2: um, it, it almost seems like to achieve the best suspension of disbelief you almost have to act selflessly within your work because that's because that work is going to exist outside of yourself so how would you act selflessly um not trying to flex your muscles and what you can do like i mean you 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 will just in the action of making it but in order to do so it's going to come at the cost of your own ego almost
1: Hmm. okay
0: so you're saying
2: like the world
0: will this is kind of going back to our philosophy of aesthetics class yeah. we all took together. Yes. But the person I got was Heidegger. Who's yeah. He's a German philosopher. on he has, he has a lot to say about aesthetics, but he has a lot to say about the existence of a world yeah. within a creation or even a single work of art like a painting. Right. And according to him, an effective one is one that you look at or you consume, however that may be. That, uh, that causes you to believe that the world existed before you observed it. Yeah. So the MCU does a pretty good job of that, all things considered, as an example. When I watch okay. a Marvel movie, I am not really asking like, oh, but do superheroes exist and is there such a thing as like Thanos and this cosmic war? True. You know, I'm not asking those questions. I'm more looking at it critically like this movie is not good because of these reasons. Mm -hmm. But what it does do a good job of is I believe that Iron Man believes that Captain America exists, that Thanos exists. You know, like the world existed before I came upon it.
1: True. Hey, a really good example to your point there is in Spider-Man Homecoming when they're in gym class Mm -hmm. and they're watching this instructional video starring Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was one moment where I was like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, that actually so like fulfilled, that yeah. really and that, get really and then like then the gym
0: coach is like eh, technically he's a war criminal, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, what <he> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no. And that's it's back to civil war. Yeah, hi, I'm Captain America. Whether you're in the
1: classroom or on Do the you know ball, him, too. Physical physical yeah, we met the difference between success shield. Or failure today. My good friend, your gym teacher, will be conducting the Captain America Fitness Challenge. Thank you, Captain. I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but
0: whatever. I have to show these videos. It's required by the state. Let's do it. Or exactly. another example would be, uh, and this show has gone way up the deep end, and I do not mean to open up this can of worms, <laughs> so we won't talk about it very much, but The Walking Dead.
1: Oh, I haven't watched that in They um, don't talk
0: about zombies. They talk about walkers. They talk about walk- walkers. Walkers. Yeah, they don't use the term zombie, but they also don't... <laughs> everyone, every single character is surprised by the fact that the dead are walking. So it's not they don't part think, of their, like
1: it's not in their culture at all. Yeah, yeah. None of them,
0: none of them had like a an end game plan to like, oh, but zombies might come back or the dead might come back. That's an obvious thought for us because we've seen zombie movies, you know, and also there's like religious background to the thousands of years that human culture has been around where it's like, what happens after death? Like it's just a thought that they took and they suspended mm-hmm. it for us. For the film, for the for the show
2: weird little nugget of information uh the u.s government has actually taken the idea of a zombie apocalypse as a um like scenario S- a serious to, threat to, or... to build because they found that's a really good method for like preparing for the collapse of society
0: well they're and what even? Why wouldn't they? you can no, look it up seriously.
2: it's like oh, it's a hundred they, page though? document <laughs> i totally believe that
0: they also there's plenty there's time travel scenarios yeah. There's, they have scenarios of like what if our future selves come back in time and tell us about something like why wouldn't there be if you think of it someone somewhere has made a contingency plan of some kind but in The Walking Dead the series no one had a contingency plan for zombies like how? that's totally unbelievable
2: which gets to the point of why sci-fi is such a fantastic genre yeah. and it's difficult. always has, yeah, always it's has difficult. a
0: meta narrative and always a cultural critique yeah. no matter what like interstellar was resources, you know, yeah. like there's always something, right. some, some political or societal message they're trying to get across. Right. But all I'm saying is that the world of the walking dead pre existed before, you know, before you consumed it, before I watched it, I believed that like in Georgia somewhere, this outbreak happened, you know, that's and, true.
1: That's a, that's a good example. I, right. I have nothing else to say to that I was just, I was just agreeing with you <laughs> All right. Confused well, that the US government has spent money on this I know, I'm actually kind of still hung up on Isaac Mentioning yeah. that the government actually thought Well, it Makes sense, I mean, they, they've planned for If there's aliens, yeah. why
0: not plan for everything? We've sent time capsules out into space Yeah, with messages like And a
2: Tesla They're like, hey That wasn't the government <laughs> That was a guy who believes the, Earth is a simula- or the, <laughs> the universe is a simulation That's true, and we don't have any proof that it isn't <laughs>
0: Yeah, because is an unfalsifiable fallacy.
2: <laughs>
1: Come it on, ate. people. This is real.
0: So anyway, <laughs> with that, as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode and us rambling around on a cinematic term that a lot of people have an understanding of, a lot of people don't, and heck, we don't even know if we have a good understanding of it. But I hope that anybody listening might have gotten an idea or is interested more on this topic. If you are, hashtag RamblePants. Yeah. Let yeah. us know.
2: Thank you, Isaac, so much. Yeah, for you're welcome. It's being me. on the show with us, it's it's fun exploring how the English language is three languages in a trench coat. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: it, and sometimes he... a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if you guys out there, if you have any opinions on what we've talked about, if you agree, if you disagree, leave us a comment. Whether you like film or whatever, we'd love to hear your opinions. Yeah, as any as
0: examples that. of movies that you think either suspended your disbelief well or did not? Yeah, let yeah, us yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. And you can reach us at Chris, Jordan, or Isaac at bigforest.pictures. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and our new Instagram channel, Harmslayer Official.